Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues stormed to a 5-2 win in Game 5, led by an incredible three-goal third period from Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, getting his second playoff hat-trick as a member of the St. Louis Blues. Jordan Binnington got the win, becoming the winningest goalie of all time in St. Louis Blues playoff history. And plus, the Blues play tonight, 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central, with a chance to send them to round two. I'm going to be talking about all of that and more in today's episode, so make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and got a busy episode for you guys today. Going to try to stuff two episodes of content worth into one, a recap of Game 5, and then a preview for Game 6. Now, uh, this episode is coming out a little early on YouTube, because um, we're recording it early, because Tommy's going to be at the game tonight. Uh, so I wanted to give him a chance to edit and all that fun stuff, but uh, he should have a a good uh, recap to uh, to share with y'all because tonight's game should be fun. So I'm gonna be talking about that. Before we get into any of that, I wanted to thank everyone out there for making Lockdown Blues your first listen because we are free and available on all podcast platforms. All right, so like I said, busy busy episode today. Um, basically, gonna try to stuff two episodes worth of content into one. Uh, trying to recap. Game 5, which was electric, full of tons of storylines, and then also kind of previewing Game 6, which Blues have a chance to send themselves to the second round for the first time since the year that they won the Stanley Cup. So big, big stuff happening tonight, um, and a big preview episode coming up, because I believe the Minnesota Wild are switching to Cam Talbot tonight in goal, uh, so it's going to be a test for the Blues offense for sure, getting a bit of a different look there. But first, uh, before we get into any of that, I want to talk about Game 5, because Game 5 was a fun one. Um Started off great. The Blues did their their thing that they did in 2019 a lot, getting a really early goal, and Ryan O'Reilly scored a power play goal off of the rebound, assisted by Scott Perunovich, as well as Braden Shen. So my lockdown player of the game pick is already looking a little rough as uh, Buchnevich gets two assists for himself in this game, and Nick Letty did not. So I'm going to take the L there. Um, definitely made a mistake in changing my pick last minute. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, we take the L, we move on, we'll get it next time. Let me actually, you know what, let me text Tommy right now and get his pick for Lockdown Player of the Game. Alright, this is this is live right now. I'm texting Tommy as we speak. Alright, so we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but anyways, he definitely took the W in that first one. He picked uh, Scott Brunovich, who had a great assist on that penalty or on that power play goal to start the Blues off. But then Kirill Kaprasov did what he's done best for the Minnesota Wild, and that is scoring goals. He scored two power play goals within four minutes of each other um, for his sixth and seventh goal of the series, which I believe is most all-time in a playoff series for a Minnesota Wild player. Um, Crazy stuff. Seven goals through five games for Kirill Kaprasov. But the only problem there is that's kind of the only offense that Minnesota Wild are getting. Um, and that was apparent, you know, through the rest of the game. The Blues did a really good job of shutting Kirill Kaprasov down. Uh, Nick Letty did a really good job of shutting Kirill Kaprasov down. So if I can give myself a little pat on the back for that uh, lockdown player of the game pick. Um, but anyways, um, then things kind of looked up for the St. Louis Blues. Obviously, after that first period, it's a little discouraging. I think the Blues did what they have done a couple times and that they outplayed a team. 
uh, in the first period or in any period and didn't really take as much out of it as they should have or as much as they could have. I think besides the the power play, uh, the Blues did a good job of, of almost being the better team in that first period. It just kind of took a lot of momentum away when they took that 2-1 lead. Um, and it was definitely an opportunity for the Blues to kind of crumble under that pressure. Um, chance for Jordan Bennington to crumble under that pressure. And, and you know, in a pivotal game five, you, you, the lead is everything. The lead is crucial. So the fact that the Blues came out in that second period and played as strong as they did, and it was back and forth for most of the period, you know, a couple good chances here and there, and then it turned into a, just an absolute garbage goal from Brandon Saad. Um, garbage goal in the sense that, like, you know, just one of those crappy rebound. It wasn't like the first goal where it was, you know, a beautiful putback by O'Reilly or the second or third goal from the wild where it was a wrist shot. It was just a puck that was pinballing around and, you know, had no right turned into a goal but that's what a guy like Brandon Saad does and that's what the St. Louis Blues do best is kind of creating scoring chances out of something that isn't really you know the prettiest um so you know there was that uh Blues tied it up there and then heading into the third period Vladimir Tarasenko just took things into his own hands scored a goal a minute and three seconds into the period um scored another goal a minute and a half after that and just like that it was all she wrote um it was crazy, you know, watching the 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 air just get taken out of the crowd. Uh, the second Tarasenko scored that second goal, it was almost just like laughable. Like, like oh, okay, there there goes Tarasenko again, uh, scoring his goals, doing his thing. Um, so that was great. I mean, it was vintage Vladdy. You know that that went around on Twitter a lot. Um, but it really was just muscling his way to the middle of the ice and then using a portal gun to to make the puck appear in the back of the net. You know, he's got such a quick release, and he showed that. Um, on both the first and second goal, there was nothing Flurry really could have done. Um, Tarasenko just picked his spot and hit it, you know, with like a laser laser scope. Uh, it was it was great, um, and it really shows what a guy like that can do uh, when you have him on your team. You know, superstar by every sense of the imagination in that third period was Vladimir Tarasenko, and you know when you have a guy that can take over a game like that for a for a brief amount of time, it can win you games, and the Blues showed that. Um, I'm excited to see what Tarasenko can do tonight. I think he's probably itching to get a couple more shots on, excuse me, a couple more shots on goal. Uh, he only had one goal in the series heading into that game. Obviously, he's got four now, but um, I'm excited to see what he can do tonight. Uh, should be a fun one. That being said, though, in the second segment, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about Jordan Bennington as he became the winningest goalie in St. Louis Blues history, and also Cam Talbot because he gets the start uh, for the Minnesota Wild tonight, I believe. I will confirm that uh, while I'm doing the ad read, but... um. Yeah, should be a fun, fun game tonight. So I'm talking about that, talking about the goaltending matchup first and foremost. Uh, before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. Now, Athletic Greens has this great product called AG1. It's this little supplement uh, you put in your drink, put in a glass of water. It tastes delicious, uh, and it's great for your gut health. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, f- recovery, focus, and aging, all of those important things. Uh, best part about AG1 is they're a, they're a company that likes to give back. They're a climate-neutral company. Uh, in 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old-growth rainforests. Uh, and in 2020, AG donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in need. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional 
insurance. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so... Yes, a confirmation is here. Cam Talbot is starting in Game 6 versus the Minnesota Wild. So, I mean, that kind of that's going to be a big test, I think, for the Blues and for Jordan Binnington as well. Before I get into more of the game um, details, I do want to talk about Jordan Binnington and give him props because he did become the winningest goalie of all time in St. Louis Blues playoff history. I want to see what the actual um, stat is here. But, I mean, it's it's crazy that we're that we're talking about this um i feel like after the this regular season that he had um but here he is you know the winningest goalie of all time with 18 wins uh as a member of the st louis blues and the playoffs is good enough for first place which i mean you could argue says more about the past success of the st louis blues than anything but uh we don't need to go down that road um but yeah i mean he got 16 wins in his first ever playoff run that's a, a trait that not a lot of goalies can say that they've done you know because that means you won a stanley cup um and like I, I just feel like we've gotten so clouded in our narrative of jordan bennington um because he's had one or two two rough playoff uh runs obviously you know he's not he hasn't shown that magic that he showed in that winning cup run but i mean he still did it you know, he still has the, the potential to be a Stanley Cup winning goalie because he's done it in the past. And I think in these last two games, uh, we've seen that DNA out of him. Obviously, he hasn't pitched a shutout or anything crazy like that, but he's been reliable. He's he's kept the Blues in games. And I mean, 5v5, he's been great. He gave up two power play goals to one of the best goal scorers on the face of the earth right now in Kirill Kaprasov. Um, but I mean, other than that, he stood tall and he, he really kept the Blues in the game. Um in that game five and as much as you know Tarasenko took the attention away in his third period Jordan Linton did a great job of, of keeping the Minnesota Wild not named Kirill Kaprasov off the board he's been very very frustrating to play against um for Minnesota Wild players and you know he 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 knows how to win games when when it matters obviously losing nine straight in the playoffs is is tough and you, you know you don't like to see that and it's definitely a blemish on his resume but like Tommy and I talked about on the last episode um, the lack of, of crowd probably helped in year one. And then in year two of that 0-9 stretch, he happened to face the Colorado Avalanche in round one, um, who, you know, were firing on all cylinders, didn't have Justin Falk for a lot of the series, didn't have David Perron for the entirety of the series, and the Blues just didn't really play like they belonged in that series. You can't really blame Jordan Bennington for that record. Obviously, you know, it could have been better, and he definitely played poorly in those games. You know, it's not like he was just getting left out to dry um, and doing his best. He definitely played poorly, but so did the rest of the team. You know, it's not like he was taking them out of those games or taking them out of those series. Now, all of a sudden, the Blues are playing well, and Jordan Bennington is back to playing well on top of that. Um, Huso has been great, and I'm still honestly not ruling out seeing Billy Huso again in the playoffs at some point with the way that this is this season has gone. Uh, but as of right now, Jordan Bennington is showing that he can be that Stanley Cup winning goaltender again. Um, hasn't had one of those miraculous, you know, shutout performances yet uh, that he had a couple of in that cup run. Um, but 
he's shown those flashes. He's looked comfortable. He's looked confident, which is something that I think I don't think we've been able to say about Jordan Jennings in a whole lot. Is you know we know how much he plays off of his confidence and and you know having a little bit of an edge and a little bit of swagger. And I feel like when he was struggling, obviously naturally it's a lot harder to get that confidence. And we saw that out of him. We haven't seen a whole lot of uh, his signature Jordan Jennings moments. Haven't gotten a lot of good. Um, post-game comments on him no no antics on the ice and that's not to mean that he's not um like not in the zone quote unquote but i mean it's still the energy still quite isn't there from where it was to 2019 jordan bennington when he was just you know on top of the world and he felt he truly felt like he was probably the best goalie on the face of the earth at that point not saying he was but that's how he played he played like he thought he was the best goalie in the world and honestly he might have been for that brief stretch. Um, so if he can get that confidence back or even 80% of that confidence back, it'll sh- reflect in his play. And I think we've seen it reflect in his play uh, in games four and five because he's played the best hockey he's played in a very long time in those games. If you take context into account, he's played the best hockey he's played since the Stanley Cup final in those two games, you know, considering playoff hockey is so much more important than regular season games. Um so I, I'm so encouraged by this. I think he's going to continue to build his uh, his his lead on the uh, all-time winning his playoff goalies list for the St. Louis Blues. I think the Blues are going to knock on wood win this series. Uh, they they are in every position to, um, and you know Colorado, if and when the Blues match up against Colorado again, knock on wood. I don't want to get into that. Don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. But I think that series might be a little bit closer than people think. Even if it's Minnesota-Colorado, I think that series would be closer than a lot of people think. But that being said, um, I think the Blues have a pretty good chance with the way that Jordan Bennington is playing lately to make some noise in the playoffs. Um, and it's going to be a big test tonight because the Blues are seeing a different goalie in Cam Talbot, a goalie that uh, doesn't have as much of, as many of the flaws as a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury has, um, but at the same time doesn't have quite of quite as high of a ceiling as Marc-Andre Fleury has. So, you know, game times where it's been like almost impossible to score on Flurry and he's been stealing games and making ridiculous acrobatic saves, you're not going to quite get that out of Cam Talbot, but you're also not going to get the big juicy rebounds and maybe the early game shakiness that you're getting out of Marc-Andre Flurry. So, I'm expecting a bit of a goalie duel tonight, maybe a, more of a low scoring game again. I could be wrong. Um all these games have been high scoring, so maybe this tonight's game will be no different, but that being said, it's going to be a big goalie matchup tonight. Um and I'm going to be talking about that. Tommy did get back to me with his pick for Lockdown Player of the Game, so I'm going to be thinking about my pick for Lockdown Player of the Game as well. I'll give you guys that. Uh, plus, you know, my predictions and my take for a pivotal Game 6 in which the Blues could advance to the second round. Make sure you stay tuned. Before I get into that, if you're like me and you think that the Colorado Avalanche might get upset in Round 2, you got to put your money where your mouth is at BetOnline.net. Now, our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. All right, so the Blues made a goalie change earlier in this series, and it did wonders for them. The Blues defense kind of figured it out a little bit once Jordan Mason went in between the pipes. Um, they haven't really looked back since. It's 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 a culture shift for this for any team. It's sort of it's a wake up call. Um, and the Minnesota Wild are doing the same thing. Minnesota Wild are switching from Mark Andre Fleury <coughs> to Cam Talbot. Um, 
bit of a bit of a different look. Like I mentioned before the before the break, Cam Talbot's more of a steady Eddie goalie. You know, he's not going to make these flashy saves. Um, probably not going to steal a game and pitch a shutout, but he's not going to give you these big rebounds. He's not going to give you scoring good scoring chances. Um, when you know maybe you don't deserve one or, or couldn't have shouldn't have had one based off of like the initial shot you're gonna have to capitalize on initial chances more with cam talbot that being said though it'll be a little easier to score on those initial chances with a guy like cam talbot versus a guy like mark andre Fleury. so i don't think that the blues are gonna have a harder time uh with cam talbot but they just need to they need to know that it's gonna be a different situation um and a bit of a different approach to the offensive game maybe take a little bit more time setting up your shots um because you know you're not just gonna get those rebound opportunities left and right cam talbot doesn't have perfect rebound control but it's better than Marc-Andre Fleury's so again you just got to keep that in mind and you also got to keep in mind that it's probably going to be a a wake-up call for the Minnesota Wild players not named Kirill Kaprasov uh on the Minnesota Wild have had a really really hard time scoring uh I don't have the numbers in front of me but I know he has seven goals and I don't know how many goals the Minnesota Wild have in the series but I'm sure it's not not much more than seven, meaning that um, they they probably want some uh, some other contributors on offense. Let me actually check here how many goals they have in the series. Two, four, seven, 13. They have 13 goals on the series. So more than 50% of their goals have come from Kirill Kaprasov, um, which has been good. Obviously, the Blues have done a really good job of shutting everyone else down, but you gotta you got to prepare for them to deviate back to the mean. Uh, and Kirill Kaprasov is going to be Kirill Kaprasov. I'm expecting him to get at least a goal tonight because that's what he does. He's having one of the best playoff series we've seen out of anyone in a long time. Um, but, you know, those other guys have got to wake up eventually, and when you change goalies, that's, like I said, that kind of lights a fire under you. Um, I'm I'm expecting to see a, a you know, a, a, a stressed Minnesota Wild team, you know, stressed to, to save their season. I think they're going to translate that into some really solid play. Um, I think really what it's going to come down to is that first period of weathering the storm of a Minnesota Wild team that is hungry, that knows that it's um, go big or go home. They're going to be coming out of the coming out of the gates like a shot out of a cannon. But that being said, the Blues have been a spectacular second period team, um, and lately a really good third period team. So the starts have been a little questionable for the Blues that first period. Um, and tonight, you know, with a new goalie, I feel like it could be easy for the offense of the St. Louis Blues to get frustrated a little bit to kind of start pushing a little bit. Um, and getting away from their game because the things that were working against Fleury aren't necessarily working against Talbot. Um, they just got to stay calm, stay within themselves, and weather the storm, like I said. Weather that in- in- inevitable push for the Minnesota Wild at the beginning and end of the game that say, hey, we don't want to be eliminated yet. We don't want to go home. It's going to happen. It, it, you know, Minnesota Wild are a great team. They've played the Blues really well in this series, um, and there's going to be a pushback tonight. You know, we might see the best hockey out of the Minnesota Wild that we've seen all series. Um, but I expect, that being said, I expect to see the best hockey we've seen out of the St. Louis Blues that we've seen all series because they've been in this situation before. They're good closers. They haven't had an opportunity to close a series since they won the Stanley Cup, and they performed really well in all of those clinching games in that cup run, whether it's the overtime victory um, against Dallas <coughs> or, um, you know, the, the clinching game against San Jose. Um, where they just kind of really had control over the game the entirety of the time. Um, or, you know, Game 7 against Boston, where it was all she wrote after one period. The Blues have had a really good track record in these clinching games lately, and Jordan Bennington has had a really good track record in these clinching games lately. So I expect tonight to be no different. 
That being said, though, it is time to make our picks for lockdown player of the game, and I'm going to give Tommy's first um, because he's picking another underdog. He's he wants to make life tough for me. He wants to make me think of some bottle of the barrel player, bottom of the barrel player that might have a goal tonight, but might not. So Tommy picked Ivan Barbashev, which I think is a great pick, and I'm frustrated that he picked him before I could pick him because Barbashev's a guy that hasn't really been all there offensively this series. Um, he's been good, you know, he's done his job, he's played his role well, but he hasn't had that uh, any offensive production like he's had in the regular season, and he's he's due. I think Barbashev is a great choice. Um, he's a guy that's going to make an impact, and for that reason, I think that he'll, um, he'll get himself on the board tonight. Now, okay, my pick is someone that might be a little bit less of an underdog traditionally, but I still think, you know, offensively, he's been kind of close to Ivan Barbashev um, in production, and that is Braden Shen. Now, Braden Shen, obviously a little bit flashier of a name than Barbashev, but his offensive numbers hasn't quite been there this series. I don't think he's had um, a ton of production, but he's he's been he's been playing aggressively, um, and he's been he's been playing hard. Uh, he's been throwing a lot of hits. He didn't have an he did have an assist last game. Let's see. Um, he's got okay. He's only got two assists in the playoffs so far. So let's see what Barbashev has. Barbashev has one assist. Okay, okay. So, right around the same. Uh, Brandon Shen is a guy that plays with a lot of grit, plays with a lot of hustle, plays with a lot of tenacity. Um, but also, you know, like I said, knows, has been there before, knows what it takes to clinch a game, and hasn't quite gotten his offensive game going yet, doesn't have a goal yet this series, and he's a guy that's taken plenty of shots. He's had a lot of scoring chances. He just hasn't been able to find the back of the net. And I think tonight's the night where that's going to happen. I think um, a guy like... Callum Talbot almost favors Braden Shen's play style a little bit more. Um, get some of those greasy goals, you know, maybe some deflections out front. We'll see. I don't know. That, that, for that reason, I'm picking Braden Shen as my lockdown player of the game. Hopefully, I can come away with a win here because I know I took the L last game. So, fingers crossed. Um, but that being said, that is all the time we have for you guys today. So, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that notification bell. That way, whenever we upload a new video, you'll be notified. You can watch it right away. Follow us on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. You can follow my co-host Tommy at TWelcher15 on Twitter. Like I said, thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.